All right. So what I want to talk to you about this morning, and if I would use for a subject, it would be when life hands you lemons. <laughs> hand them back. He said, hand them back. <laughs> Sometimes you got to hand them back, right? <laughs> he said, hand them back. When life hands you lemons. And there's a saying by uh, old saying, the wise saying goes by uh, Albert Hubbard, who may mention this, and you guys know I love quotes, when he says, when life gives you lemons, do what? Make lemonade. Some of y'all looking at me like, no, Shane, I'm not making no lemonade on that. (laughs) Some of you thinking of it, right? All of us have faced or are facing life battles. And we all may ask ourselves, how am I supposed to grow in Christ if I'm constantly fighting fires in my life? Have you ever been there? Some of us don't look at what we go through as we're growing in Christ. But some of us look at the opposite way and say, well, how am I supposed to get right with you if I'm constantly going through and fighting fires? How, Lord? How am I supposed to be close and have a relationship with you because of what I'm going through? So today, I want you to understand that when life throws you lemons... When life throws you lemons, you can make lemonade from them if you learn to see things from God's perspective. Say God's perspective. If you see things from God's perspective. How many of you are like, I don't want to see it from God's perspective. I want to see it from my own perspective. (laughs) I'm talking to some of y'all because I'm thinking what you're thinking, right? So this morning, we must understand that God, our shepherd, and that he wants to guide us and protect us in the valley of life. How many of you thank God that he wants to protect you through the valley of life? All the valleys that you're going through, all the things that you're encountering, he said that I want to guide you through your valley. How many of you thank God for that? But the question is this morning, Would you consider yourself good at being led by the shepherd? Somebody shook their head like, no. Do you feel that you can be led by the shepherd? Some of us like, "Eh, I'm on the fence with that one, Shane. Because when life is not going as we would like, we stop trusting in God. Have you been there? You start trusting in God, and we tend to take control and follow our own lead instead of God's lead. God, I, I, wanted to, I wanted you to fix my broken relationship, but you were taking too long, so I fixed it myself. Some of y'all laugh because it's y'all. Yeah, it's y'all. I'm just laughing. Or maybe you've been in a place where you say, I tried to trust you before making a decision for my life. I've been trying to trust you, God. I've been been waiting for you. I've been praying about some things, and I've been trying to trust you, but I'm, I'm getting frustrated, and you're taking too long. So what I decide to do, I decide to move forward instead of waiting on you. How many of you been there? I'm guilty, too. 
So it is hard to be led in a world where we are told to be like a lion and make our own paths. It's difficult. It can be hard to follow the shepherd because you've already been, we've already been programmed. You do your own thing. You do it, do it, do it. Make your own path. So when you say being led by God, I have what? A problem. Have you ever been there? And you may be wondering, well, why is this important? This, uh, this message is important because when your face challenges and life brings you limits, I want you to learn how to trust God. Tell yourself, say, trust God. Trust God. There's a reading. Let's go to the Word of God. This is NASB, and this is uh, Psalm 46 and 10. It says, stop striving. And know that I am what? God. And then it said, I will be exalted among who? The nations. And then it goes on and says, I will be exalted where? On the earth. At the same time, trying to be in control and trying to uh, trust God is, is, is incompatible. No, it can't go, it can't exist together. Say, Lord, help me right now this morning. <laughs> when you look at the original Hebrew word for uh, cease striving, what does that word mean? It means to give up and letting our hands go. Woo! Some of y'all are like, there's some stuff I don't want to let go, Shane. <laughs> he said it's scary. He said cease striving. So when you look at that word, it means to give up, let go. In other words, if you want to put it in our terms, it means stop driving on the passenger side. How many of you got, yeah, some of y'all lag. <laughs> Have you ever been in the car and then people in the passenger trying to drive and they're not driving? Oh, go here. I was like, Whoa, watch that. Oh, no. Somebody, oh, watch that. That's how we are with God. Oh, don't put your hands on that. No, God, stop that. I want to keep that. Don't go that way. Not ready. It's a green light. It's a... <laughs> how many of you guilty? How many of you got control issues? <laughs> so let's go to the Word of God. This is our main scripture in Psalms 23, 1 through, and we're going to do 1, 3, and 4. David is going to teach us this morning how the Lord take care of his people like a shepherd cares for his sheep. So if you read this, we see here uh, that it, it means trust. The theme of this means to trust in the Lord. When you look at this here, when you trust in God as a shepherd or as your shepherd like David, you will find out that you have nothing to fear. When you allow him to guide you and to be your shepherd, you don't have anything what? To fear. And what I love about this, 1 Samuel uh, 16 and 19, and you can read this on your own time, it says this, this is how David, because David knows what it is to be a shepherd. He's done it for years. But this is what he says. He said, and David knows what it means to be a shepherd because he walked the path of taking care of his what? Father's sheep. And also shepherding the flock of who? Israel. 
So when you read this chapter, you'll notice that God is regarded as a good shepherd who can be relied upon. And how many of you know some people can't be relied upon? <laughs> he said too many. How many of you know that some people failed you when you put the, your trust in them, when you relied on them? But what I love about this here, he's saying when it's all said and done, you can rely on me. How do you know that? If you want to write this down, I don't have it. But if you want to read uh, uh, John chapter 10, read all John chapter 10. And it will show you who Jesus is. He will show you how he speaks of uh, being a good shepherd. And not only being a good shepherd, but he, he's not only a good shepherd, but he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a shepherd that opens the gates for his sheep. And not only open the gates for his sheep, but he's also the God that will stand in front of any danger. How many of you thank God that the shepherd needs to protect me, right? It needs to protect the sheep. If a wolf comes, you, the shepherd can't be running, <laughs> right? But you need a shepherd that's going to what? Guide you and leads you. So write this down. Write this down. Whenever you're faced with limits, remember these tips. I want you to remember this. I'm going to give you three things. The first one, he will provide for you. Woo! Say, he will provide for me. The scripture says this in Psalms 23 and 1. It says what? The Lord is my what? Shepherd. I what? Have all that I need. And some say, I shall not want. He said, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have all I need. David said, my shepherd. The Lord wasn't just a shepherd, but he said what? My shepherd. So what do you mean? It is a personal thing. And how many of you know that you need God to be your shepherd? So when God leads, you will never lack anything. When he leads you, you won't lack. You won't lack understanding. You, you won't lack discipline. You won't lack any, uh, any money. He said, when I lead you, just know that I'm going to lead you. How do you thank God that you want him to lead you? Say, Lord, lead me right now. So although he may not provide everything I want because it may not be suitable for me, but how many of you thank God that he'll provide what I need to help me through every circumstance I go through? He said, I may not give you everything that you want, that you cry about, and you feel that you want. Oh, I want it. How many of you like that? I want it. If you got kids, how many of you have kids that said, I want it now? I don't want it tomorrow. I want my cookies right now. You ever been there? You're like, no, after dinner. Now. <laughs> and how many of you know that that's how we are? God is saying, I may not give you everything that you want, but just know that I will give you everything that you need. So in other words, what are you saying? He said, I got your back. He said, I got your back because you trust me and everything you need will be provided for you because of what? Because you trust who? Me. Tell yourself, say, Lord, help me to trust you. The Bible says this. Let's go to Psalm 34, 9 and 10, T-O-B. 
And then it says this. If you belong to who? The Lord. Reverence him for everyone who does this has everything he what? He needs. Don't think that I just changed just said it, but the word of God said it, right? And then it goes on. It says this. It says, even strong young lions sometimes go what? Hungry. I got this. I can handle this on my own. I'm built for this. How many of you have been there? I'm built for this. But even the strong lions sometimes get what? Hungry and need direction and need guidance. He said, even those get what? Hungry. Say, Lord, help me right now. And then it goes on and says this, but those of us who what? Reverence the Lord would never lack any good what? Thing. So what are you saying? Trusting in God makes me feel as if I have no other choice but for him to meet my every need and to give him the glory for it. Amen? So number two, let's go to number two. Whenever you're faced with lemons, Psalms 23 and 3, it says this. He will what? Renew what? Your strength. He said, when you go through lemons and life comes at you, he said, just know in the midst of it that I will what? Renew your strength. And how many of you need your strength renewed? How many of you need double strength? <laughs> Some of y'all like, yes. He said, when limits are thrown at you, just know that I am the God that will renew what? Your strength. The Bible says this in Psalms 23 and 3. He says what? He renews my strength. And then he goes on to say, he guides me along what? The right path, bringing what? Honor to his who? Name. So how many of you feel as though life has drained you of all your strength? <laughs> Have you been there? Handling difficult children can drain your what? Strength. Crazy co-workers can drain your what? Strength. How many of you there? Difficulties in your life can what? Drain your what? Strength. A rocky marriage can drain what? Your strength. Going through physical sickness or going through some things in your body when you find out when the doctor told you something that you didn't want to hear, he said, even going through that will drain what? Your strength. And how many of you have been drained by numerous things in your life? What I love about this is that God wants you to know even in the most dangerous or confusing times in your life, so whatever you feel, whatever you fear of any trouble, everything that you go through, just remember that he's a God that wants to guide you and give you what? The strength you need. Let's go to the scripture here. Psalms 19 and 7. This amplify. And how do you know that? And how many of you say, say, Lord, I want you to renew me. And what God is saying, he said, I won't just renew your strength, but he said, just let me restore you. How, you, how many of you need restoration? Your soul needs restoration. It's like, Lord, I need what? Restoration. So how do you know that? The word of God says this. It says, 
The law of the Lord, which means the word of God, the word of God, when we see the law of the Lord, that means the word of God. It says what? The law of the Lord is what? Perfect. Flawless. <laughs> Tell yourself, say, flawless. How many of you thank God that his word is flawless? Ooh, some things we may not want and we wish we can take out, but at the end of the day, it's still what? Flawless. And then the Bible goes on and says this. It says, uh, restoring and what? Refreshing what? The soul. How many of you thank God that his word is there to restore and what? Refresh you. And then the Bible goes on to say, the statues of the Lord are reliable and trustworthy, making wise what? The simple. So what do you say? In order for your soul to be restored, you have to allow God to guide you. You have to allow God to speak to you. <laughs> he said, let go of the wheel. He's going to come up here and speak. I'm going to have him come up here and speak. <laughs> he, he said, let go of the wheel. That's what I'm talking about. You have to understand that you got to take, you got to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I know you may get frustrated, but God is ready to give you the word that will bring you total restoration. And how many are you waiting for that word of encouragement? of healing words. He said, just know that my word is to bring you what? Restoration. To bring you what? Healing. Number three. You can write this down. I'm almost finished. Number three. Whenever you're faced with limits, number three, you must do this. He must, he's going to do this for you. He will protect you and what? Comfort you. How many of you thank God that we all need protection? Say, God, I need your protection, and I need your comfort. The Bible says this. It says in Psalms 23 and 4, it says, even when I walk through what? The valley. <laughs> How many of you going through some valleys? And then the Bible goes on and says, I would not be afraid, for you are close what? Beside me. And then it goes on and it says, your rod and your staff protect and they do what? Comfort me. Valleys are known to be dangerous places. Have you, any of y'all been in the valleys? Some of you are like, nah, I ain't been no valley. Say, nah, I ain't been no valley. But if you were in the valley with no light, just darkness, you can't see what's in front of you, what's in the back of you, oh, you would be what? Scared. So when you experience limits in life, it is considered to be your darkest valley. And how many of you going through that right now? You're going through some valleys. I'm talking about your darkest moments that come from your past hurt. <laughs> say, Lord, I got a past. Let's say, I got a present too, yeah, but I really got a past. I'm talking about those darkest valleys of unforgiveness. Anybody in here that un they're unforgiving? They don't want to forgive some people? How many of you are like that? You in the valley of unforgiveness. I mean, let me stay in this dungeon. Let me stay in this valley. I don't care. <laughs> some of y'all like, I don't care. Let it, let, I don't care what goes on in this day. Let it be dark as day. I don't care. But that may be your valley. Your valley may be sickness. 
Your valley may be a, a financial strain. It may be your relationship. It may be your, your, your marriage. That may be your valley. Even hardship can be your valley. But I want you to know whatever your darkest valley may be, God will be your protector by keeping you sane. Say, Lord, keep me sane. Because <laughs> how many of you know that there's some things in your life, there's some valleys that try to, ooh, it's trying to keep you, it's trying to mess you up in your mind, in your thinking, and it's trying to take you over. But you say, Lord, I need you to protect me. I need you to guide me for me to be in what? In my right mind. How many of you have been through some stuff that almost just, you, you thought, oh, it, this is going to get me. I'm at my breaking point. I'm, I'm at the end of the, I'm at the, end of the, 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 the rock, and I'm about to jump off. I, I, wherever you are in your life, have you been there? But what I love about this is when you look at the ancient shepherds, when you read the word of God, when they carried a rod and they carried a staff, it was to protect and it was to rescue and to guide the sheep. How many of you thank God that he said, I'm not only in your dark valley with you, but he said, I will protect you with my rod and with my staff. So when a sheep fell from a cliff, what did they use? They used their, their staff to get them back up. How many of you thank God that he can use his rod and his staff to protect your life? Say, Lord... I thank you right now. So when, he, when, when you see a shepherd, what did they do? They used their rod and their shepherd and, the, and, the, and their staff to get the wolves off. And God is saying the same thing. He said, just know that I'm protecting you from the enemy trying to get your mind. He said, just know I am protecting you. Who say, Lord, thank you for protecting me. He said, I want to instruct you. He said, I want to guide you. He said, I want to lead you. But I cannot do that unless you put in place your trust in who? Me. David said this. This is what David said. And this is the last scripture. I think it is. This is the last scripture, I think. Y'all say, you always say that, Shane. You don't be the last scripture. <laughs> Y'all say, you say, you usually say it, but it don't be the last scripture. The Bible says this. He says, I know the Lord is always what? With me. And then it goes on and says, I will not be what? Shaken. And then it goes on and says, for he is what? Right beside me. David is encouraging all of us. He said, in your valley, why fret? Why give up? Why throw in the towel? He said, just do you know that he was always with you? In every dilemma, every darkest valley, every up and down in your relationship, he said, do you not know that I am with you? So there's no need for you to be shaken. There's no need for you to fret. There's no need for you to give up and throw in the towel and say you can't do it no more. He said, there is no need for you to do that. Why? It's because I'm with you. He said, you just don't recognize that I'm right beside you. Because what are you doing? You magnifying all of the stuff that you're going through in your valley instead of recognizing 
in magnifying me as being your God and being your Savior to lead you, to guide you. He said, I'm right beside you. So, so it could be that you're stuck in the valley. How many of you feel like you're stuck in the valley? Maybe you feel like you're stuck in the valley. You are not on the mountaintop and you cannot see beyond the horizon. And now you're in a place where your mind is cloudy. Have you ever been there? You're like you in the dungeon, you in the valley. I don't know what it looked like at the mountaintop. Huh? Woo! Restoration? I don't know what that looked like, Shane. Restoring my relationship? I don't know what that looked like. I don't know what it looked like to be on the mountaintop to experience that because I've always been in what? The valley. And how many of you ready to get out the valley and allow God to just lead you through everything that you go through? And sometimes it looks like you're stuck. Sometimes it feels like you will never escape. Sometimes it feels like you will never get out of what you're going through. But I'm here to let you know that if you trust in God and you believe in him being right beside you, I'm telling you that he can hold your hand and carry you through every dark valley that you go through. How many of you thank God that he can hold your hand? If you got kids or even grown kids, they still hold your hand. I mean, we got parents that still, you still hold your parents' hands. Teenagers, oh, they don't want to be shy. They're embarrassed. They Anybody go to honey houses and stuff? You hold everybody's hand. I mean, you, you ever been there? Huh? You've been in a honey house and, you know, you thought you were cool and you had it together, but then you find out that you're holding everybody's hand, even the staff member. You know, you're holding everybody's hand. You didn't care how you looked or how you felt, but you were holding somebody's hand, right? Because it was freaking you out. It was dark, and you're like, I don't know. You're just touching everybody and everything. Have you ever been there? God is saying that's how we live our lives. When stuff don't sound right, when things are frantic, he said, we start doing whoo punching people. He said, just know, he said, just know I'm right beside you. He said, I'm beside you. So what I want you to know, trusting in God's power to make lemonade in your life is the key to seeing things from God's perspective when life gives you lemons. When, say, when life gives me lemons. My question is, this, what would our lives be like if we allowed God to guide us, grow us, and even, and even protect us in our darkest times? How would it look? How would it look? Incredible. Would you be where you are now if you allow God to lead you? Would you be where you are now if you allow God to lead you? If life hands you lemons, don't sink. Say, Lord, help me not to sink. Don't sink. Let him hold your hand and guide you through the valley, every valley you encounter. Let him do it. Say, Lord, help me with my trust issues. <laughs> How many of you have trust issues? Huh? Am I the only one? Let me put both of my hands up. It's hard for you to trust folks. Huh? 
you know, everybody can say stuff, but when they back up what they said, then you would trust them even what? More. Right? But how many of you thank God that every word that's in the Word of God cannot return to him void? Can you thank God that his word, everything he said, it has to come to pass? He ha- he's standing on that, so it, got, it has to come? There's no if, in, buts about it, but he said it, it has to what? Come. The Bible said it would not return unto him what? Void. So what do you say? He said, I know how to back my word up. And how many of you made promises and just failed, people? I'll be there for you. And you look around, they're nowhere. I got you. Then you look around, nobody got you. People have promised you stuff after stuff. But what I love about God is that when he promised you something, it has to come to pass. So what are you saying? Learn how to stand on the promises of who? God. When you stand on the promises of God, it makes a total difference in your life. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that you would strengthen each and every one of us that we are going through some valleys, going through some rocky things in our life, some ups and downs in our life. I pray, God, that you would help us in our faith, that you allow us to trust you, that you allow us to lean on you, to rely on you, God. We thank you, God, for what you're about to do and what you've already done, God. Some of us have some trust issues, and we pray, God, that you would just help our unbelief. Help us, God, those areas where we feel, God, where we're just, we know we need to grow. We know we need your strength. We know, God, that we need you to uphold us and uplift us out of whatever we're going through or encountering. I ask, Lord God, that you would touch each and every individual in this place. Wherever they're at spiritually, God, I pray that you would show them. God, show them themselves. And that, God, as you begin to show them, that they won't just be shown who they are, but, God, that they'll know and, and recognize that, God, I need your help to get me to a better place, to make me a better per- person. Lord, we thank you right now. And we pray, God, that you will heal us, that you'll restore us, that you will deliver us, even during this time right now in our lives. We give you honor and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have faith. Amen.